A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the baddie of this podcast. Hell yeah. You're bad. Entering, entering my villain era. Oh, shit. Yeah. What era were you in before? <laughs> <laughs> also villain. <laughs> Always villain. New, new, just a new deluxe. Villain. deluxe I, was, villain. I was main character villain. Now I'm like villain villain. <laughs> <laughs> I was origin story villain and now I'm like real villain villain. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Villain, villain of killing it on the memes. The floor, you guys, the floor yes. are out of. Oh, oh, yeah. People like them. That's cool. I'm glad it's people are fighting. So- long to make them so i'm glad <laughs> they're yes, they're sick we haven't it. seen lisa made some killer astrology floor plans on our instagram at what's your sign podcast and yeah i mean it hit a nerve like people are like i need a cold plunge like where's this thing or like i will die bury me in this room just something of like maybe it's for all of us zillow lurkers like it did there the 
the villain worked for us. I think it's a very um, like not all astrology memes or memes in general I feel like Mm -hmm. have to reference a thing you have to get or something like that and I feel like blueprints are a thing that are so recognizable and easy to understand and also there's something that goes like oh this is like this is me (laughs) not everyone can know a chart but they can know a blueprint and feel like both recognized and uh, I know the the Leos were very (laughs) split um and I felt like for that one I really did try to be more positive so (laughs) um most of the other ones I was like there have to be at least like four mean things said in here. And that mm, one I yeah. did try to be nicer. And then they're like, you didn't get it right. And I'm like, oh, okay. You want to hear what I, you want to hear draft one? Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't nice. Um, yes. But I yeah, like this idea I, of like laying out a natal chart now in a floor plan. This could maybe be like what realms of the houses, if the houses were yeah. each ro- a room, maybe mm-hmm. that wouldn't like freak people out as much as like, the, the pie angle any, any astrologers listening is like don't do this but, but i mean yeah why hey, not, you, why not? Also, we use columns and everyone bitches about that so why not yeah. Blueprint. yeah well as a way i mean certainly as a conceptual way to show people mm-hmm. a thing and it's like a fun exercise you know mm-hmm. not to not to throw out the the natal jar <laughs> can you, <laughs> you know, but actually Don we're done pitch. with it yeah it's over chart entering <laughs> Now that's our collective villain era. Natal oh charts God. are done. Guys, yeah. I did um oh go ahead and finish. I was gonna say what else has what other villainy deeds have you been getting up to? Well slashing any I had tires. a show and um someone was kind of rude to me afterwards, uh, another comedian. And um there was like a group of people. So one of the other people was like, oh, well, she hosts this really popular astrology podcast that you would like to the person who was just rude to me. And uh, I did this thing. And I think Eliza Kelly mentioned it like in their first interview with her years and years ago. But she started asking me about the podcast and I just didn't ask her um, what her sign was. And it just felt so powerful to be like, yeah. mm-hmm, here, here's all the information that you need mm-hmm. and none. F- I want none. none from you. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. I thought you were going to say, I don't think you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I actually don't listen. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, I think that that's a good burn that like applies to so many. Like, I don't care to know anything about you, anything yeah. further. I'm getting enough information from what I'm seeing and no further questions or comments. Especially because our podcast is called What's Your Sign. It seems very (laughs) mean to be like, it's called What's Your Sign Podcast. And then Mm -hmm. just not be like, and what's your sign? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like... I don't know. Well, it felt like did you it ever wasn't... Get, did you ever get it or no? Okay. And I probably won't. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up, but I just don't really have any interest in knowing it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's and also, I was thinking about this because I know we talked about like our least favorite rising signs on a, <laughs> a previous episode. Um, which which clocks? But I was thinking about the people that like brought up those, the hatred I felt for those signs in those moments, and I was like, oh. They were just being, truly think of this in my walk this morning, the opposite of their sign. It was like, I'm rejecting all these things of 
mm-hmm. these Virgo traits or I'm reject- like, it was like, speaking of like villain air, it's like, oh, I'm meeting this tethered opposite rebellious, but because you can't be known thing. I don't know. This just came to me. It's like, anytime I've met someone that like icks me off, I find out their sign. I'm like, oh, you're like fighting so hard against this sign. Mm-hmm. And it's too fucking apparent. And you can pay me to talk about it further and deeper if you if you if you would like to yeah I think you're right I think especially when you're not embodying a part of yourself and whatever it is it doesn't have to be like we know it as the natal chart but it can just be like not telling people that you love Dungeons and Dragons or that you like Mm -hmm. you know like it feels like it just it just doesn't feel good when you meet someone who doesn't want to share about themselves or be honest about who they are and what they like mm-hmm. imagine that on like the socio psychological level it's like ugh. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i'm even thinking to like some of the most like oh so selfish or whatever person i'll meet them i'm like libra <laughs> like cancer like what like this is oh Okay, yeah, you need to learn this. Got it. I you're this is the mm-hmm. you're giving me the oppo be, and maybe there's other stuff in the chart. Again, usually I'm not at the point of wanting to find out more with a person like that, but yeah, just something I've noticed of late where I'm like, "Oh, it's not even this sign that I'm hating. I'm hating that you're not being this sign. I hate that I'm not getting this sun sign quality out of you." And not everybody's for everybody, but yeah. Yeah. But I so, think that fits if some people not- some people are for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, no floor plan. You can just uh, disappear into the abyss. Thank empty, you. Empty boxes. Yes. <laughs> with nothing. I really liked. Um, there was some specific Gemini uh, discourse that was very funny to me. Uh, where I was like, really? <laughs> But I, I was like, I guess I don't pro or con. I'm guess. I think I know the answer. No, they <laughs> felt Gemini's. Gemini's felt like they had been reduced to a meme, and it's like, babe, it is We're literally a meme. <laughs> <laughs> I also That's asked my husband for help on on Gemini and Aries, and I basically said, if you went in this person's house, what would you expect to see? And like named a person mm. with that sign. Yeah. And so some of the stuff was like That's fun. It is yeah. like this is a person who doesn't study astrology. Yeah. So like it is true whether you think it is or not. Like it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. That's a fun like Well, game. and I think also all of those things too are people's judgment on the thing because they were like we're we have more substance. And I was like how did anything from that though go <laughs> not substantive because so did much of that Did you look at sub- mine? Like well, I put the meanest tourist stuff in mine, like oh, fat, lazy, and <laughs> fucking grudgy. You know, like well, it's, and, but it's also like, why does that be not substantive to me? Where I'm like, what's the thing? Where it's like we're more than podcasting, and it's like I don't know. I think I don't know that you be, are. Yeah. <laughs> first, yeah. First of all, we don't know that. Second of all, why are podcasts not substantive? There are all kinds of podcasts. There are all kinds of things. You know, whatever. All kinds of discussions that are being had chats whatever all of this stuff or it's like that's your own judgment about your own that's your bag you know well, well i've never understood <laughs> the brain that's like this thing made for thousands of people doesn't exactly align 100 with me and it's with like my apartment's floor plan <laughs> yeah my part i live in a four bedroom this isn't me <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be quasi universal. You, well, again, and then look for your moon, look for your rising. I was, it was cool to see people start to be like, I relate more to this moon thing and like what that brings out. So anyways, nothing, nothing fucking new. If you've been listening <laughs> to, to hey, this podcast, if you, yeah. if you've resonated with it, there's nothing to say that you can't have that room be mm-hmm. something esoteric and weird or a closet full of like, you know, whatever you want to fill it with. So that's yeah. the fun part is the imagination part. Just yes. a disclaimer, you don't actually have to live in this house. <laughs> <laughs> but keep commenting that you hate it. It yeah, only really absolutely. helps us. So go ahead. Yeah, go off. I think it's a good reminder for this like Saturn Pisces fantasy building, especially since we're in this quincunx time with Leo season coming up and Venus Leo retrograde too. I think that reminder of like, we're dreaming, babe. It's just... Mm-hmm. The dreams might take you somewhere, maybe tangible. Maybe there will be now a closet full of red wine just for you. So yeah, like, but, but there was, it was very low amount of people yucking the yum. Like I would yeah. say it's quite more positive, but um, still, still love seeing people fighting on the internet. It's always, always a joy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you know, not fighting on the internet, <laughs> like the opposite. I ask you being inquisitive on the internet with it's mail time. It's mail time. Time to secure the bag. Yes. Play that Blues Clues, Clues song yeah. here. Yes. Mail time. I love it. We've um, got your is, mail. We've got listener mailbag questions, and you can ask us a listener mailbag question by becoming a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. Um, you can submit as many times as you want. Ask whatever kind of question you want we have a good little range today but um yeah this is our our opportunity to engage with you and answer your specific questions and let's let's get in let's crack under the hood great place with our patreon for bonus episodes and to selfishly ask questions about your chart i mean what more could you need but let's start us off with our first question our first question says Hi, I want to start out by saying I love the pod. Also, Stevie, I'm a fellow pasta lover. Thank you all for thank you all for being so awesome. I am a Virgo sun, Taurus moon and cap rising. I feel like my stubborn earth sign ass is slightly leveled out by my Libra, Venus and Mercury, as well as a massive sleigh having my Jupiter and Leo (laughs) in the seventh house. But I have three planets in my eighth house, Sun, Mercury, and Mars. And this has always really freaked me out. I've always felt weird about this because I'm a very bubbly person that is out there. There are a lot of benefits to the eighth house. Parenthetical, you know what I mean, fire emoji. Uh, I work in assisted living and feel a great joy working with the residents, but death is inevitable in this job. However, it is very rewarding for me to help those live out their final years in the most fulfilling way possible. I feel the comfort of those I've lost, even though they are gone through signs and feeling their presence, all feeling of their presence at times. I'm worried that I am destined to lose people I love as well as that dough. I am LMAO typing this, but wonder what you think about all this eighth house shit. Sorry if this is a lot of info, just wondering. <laughs> Love Whoa. it. So much emoji usage. Yes. Also, I just have to Love. know when this was written out. <laughs> beautiful emoji usage. Beautiful use of the all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, Great question. Great question. Yeah. yeah. I have a, a eighth house stellium too. I... 
I I feel like there is yours is Sun, Mercury, and Mars. So you're, mine are outer planets. So it's probably a bit different. But I feel like you have a pretty good grasp of it. I mean, you you work with other people's stuff. You're saying that you you know um, maybe experience pleasure through other people as well. I mean, you didn't you didn't use those words, but I'll use them. Well, then um, for from the fire emoji, you know what I mean. And like <laughs> saying you're a massive sleigh. Like I feel like okay, you're probably having fun through others. Hopefully, um, I feel like the the eighth house and scorpio stuff i think gets this reputation of being dark when i i don't think it necessarily is i think it's like this ability to look at the dark or to bring it to light um and i think like our past guest madison shepherd i just watched her do a set of stand-up and she brought up so many topics about like death and about sex and about, you know, like when I die, who's going to like, what's going to happen to my sex toys, like that kind of uh, premise. And I just think like, there are very few comics that I can see talking about that as naturally as she did. And so it's not necessarily that this is like something she obsesses over or that it bothers her it hangs over her but it's like it she is like bubbly and bright and it is easier for her to do those things not to say that it's easy for you to like work in this facility and lose people and that might be something you grow out of um you like seeing all the time um but the fact that you do that is really beautiful i feel like you have a pretty good handle on your eighth house what about you guys yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that you are very much living that out and having that be um, something that you're able to Mercury communicate about Mars, you know, take action about not in a way of stopping death or per postponing it or anything like that, but being there with people. And I think that the fact that you have this eighth house, uh, you know, Virgo and Libra, I think is both that kind of service and also just that awareness. You know, I think I've, I've been reading a lot and i think that we've referenced it in, in some memes recently too but I think that Libra is um, a sign you know that is about balance and light and shadow and it is that awareness of of death in a certain in a certain way that what is you know how how are we making things nice because things can also be not so nice and I think that having that there um Again, it sounds like you have a, a an awareness of that already. You're living that out. But I think that that also does make one be more out there and um, alive and vivacious because you are constantly confronted with that. I think there are people that are not confronted with that um, in a way that makes them maybe take life for granted a little bit more or, or be fearful of things um, that aren't as serious as death, you know? And I think that knowing knowing that, having experienced it, being with people during that time, I think that that can really help um, give like a good, healthy perspective and a healthy relationship. Again, it doesn't mean, and I think also just a, a broad blanket statement, be, having something in a house does not mean these things are going to happen to you. This is the area that we are kind of having things play out. So it doesn't mean anybody is destined for anything or because I think that someone might see a seventh house stellium and go, oh, I'm going to be great in relationships. But that could mean that someone has terrible relationships because that's where we're learning about things. We're, we're needing to do a lot of work around relationships. Relationships are taking a lot of focus or something like that. So I think, again, just just 
statement, you know, I think that that eighth house is more about that shared stuff. Like Lisa was saying, other people's, other people's stuff, shared things. What are you inheriting? What are we all like kind of sharing and inheriting in general and being aware of that, I think leads to a more out there life, as you said. Yeah, I love all this. And I think a good reminder too about the eighth house is it's above the horizon line. Like you mentioned about I'm bubbly and out there. And it's like, well, yeah, we're like, we're eighth house is a very visible collaborative space. And of course it gets wrapped up in the sex, death and taxes stuff. And yeah, you working in assisted living is a bit on the nose for eighth house placements. I think being able to access that space is a power of eighth house people. I just need to acknowledge like love Virgo sun towards moon cap rising this like grant, very earthy down to earth. Um, like I, it seems like you get it, which is very earthy. And then you have this air Libraness of expressing and Leo seventh Jupiter with, you know, like being with people being in that space seems very, very natural. You mentioned about like, will you always lose people be destined to lose people you love? or that dough or money. I think of eighth house is very like in getting, getting in money. I, when I see people with eighth house, but it depends on, again, we don't have your birth time. So we don't have like, we can kind of pick, like kind of guesstimate with the chart, but um, yeah, it's like, that can be great for investors. Great for starting businesses in those inheritance types things. I mean, bad joke coming here. You meet a lot of people on the way out. Maybe you'll get mm -hmm. wheeled into something because you're that wonderful caretaker i do literally dream of this all the time just getting willed a house from some kind elder any anyone else has that ever happened at, if this has happened to anyone listening let me know and share your secrets um <laughs> or like where'd you meet these olds um but yeah there's i don't know it's like i guess maybe it's how you wrote your message to like have you lost people have you been losing money like I, i'm curious if maybe there is so much emphasis on the eighth that we I don't know what's happening in your second where you are more, more responsible for your own finances rather than like the finances of others. So that might also be working out what might be going on there as well. I know we'll be having eclipses stuff happening in Libra Aries places and all of that, but yeah, I don't know if I have even have an answer. Cause like, well, I, I almost like don't know that I don't believe that you're, you have fear about this, but it seems like you are adjusted in. And I do think Virgos can work really well in these kind of gross I'm assuming your job has some gross elements field because they're just so attuned with the body I think that I mean death is inevitable mm -hmm. and so oh. I think that there is a uh like a reminding ourselves of that that is like healthy and I think there's a reminding ourselves of that that is unhealthy and finding that line for you is going to be different for everyone else. Um, I think one of the hard things, and I have eighth and 12th stelliums, and both of those are like, you know, death and rebirth type of places. And I think a lot of the time, like, I've had people call me out of nowhere and be like, I just need to talk to someone because my, you know, my parents in the hospital or whatever. And it's like, sometimes that stuff getting put on you as someone who knows how to handle it when you're like, I have no idea how to answer these questions. All I can do is just like, listen and be there. And so I do think that like, while there is an inevitability to those types of things with your chart that you have to remember that also is happening to everyone else. And there just might be something about you. Like, 
everyone has got will get a call like that at some point in their life everyone will have Mm -hmm. to comfort a friend a partner a family member during a difficult time and go through it yourself so i think like remembering that people see your strength in those times and that that's why probably why you excel at your job and all a lot of those other things that it is kind of putting that in in a place more of power rather than fear I don't know if that helps reframe it for you yeah I agree I think that yeah it's it everyone is destined to lose people that they love and and money too frankly like that's not not I don't mean great sums of it I don't mean all of that kind of all of all of the money that you have but I think that you know you're triple earth wanting that security wanting a guarantee that those things are not going to happen you you know better than anybody that that's that's not possible but I think that can you still like are you destined yeah again the same way all yes all of us are I think it's less about that like Lisa said about more about having a healthy kind of um you know you just I think are thinking about, it's in your awareness and so this is a thing that you know as a Virgo sun uh cap are you moon or rising sorry no uh, cap rising cap, cap rising Taurus moon um I think it's more just this is something that you know you should be aware of and not everybody again is confronted with this all of the time and so they are not thinking about this as a possibility the same way that you are knowing knowing it is a possibility and so I think it's less a thing to be like oh this is coming for me at all times and more just a like oh no this is this is a reality of life and a thing to be aware of in the way that you plan everything, in the way that you decide whether or not you're going to take a trip, in the way that you save money, in the way that you invest, in the way that you um, you know, cultivate relationships is all just with that awareness that everybody does, in fact, die and money can be made and lost. And that you I'm sure you see that, too, with how you how you see people when they come to you at the end to what their different states are in terms of resources and all of that kind of stuff and being aware that that's a thing that like, you know, if you should be so, some of us should be so lucky to live long, long lives like that, where we have to consider that. And so I think that that again, is just very, very earthy to me to know the reality of your existence and be aware that those are things that you should worry about. That doesn't mean the worry is evidenced of your predestination for those things any more than any one of us. Mm-hmm. I think you can dig into the eighth house in other ways too and find then you can find you know like oh it's not all so bad if you like tattoos or if you like you know like if you have other interests that feel like they fall there like digging into, into psychic yeah. like the mysticism too mm-hmm. yeah and then finding that you actually enjoy those placements in that way might actually pull you out of that fear a little bit Hmm. I think it's a very humorous place too, honestly, because totally. it's the stuff where it is like the cosmic the, joke. Yeah, all all of it. So I think it is again like this to me is not someone as evidenced very clearly by by your question and emoji use and punctuation and and capitalization and everything is like this is a fun, uh, not the topics themselves necessarily, but someone who is able to have comfortability within these spaces is someone who can really get the most out of life I feel and I think that that is also Mm. that eighth house stuff too is like what is even even saying I'm still feeling connected to people that I've lost because of signs and their presence and and all of that is like the the reminder that this all kind of keeps going um and it's not like a done done kind of thing it is done done in some ways but in other ways it's never done so I think that that makes for an interesting fun funny person you could having to deal with these kinds of things so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, something I, I'll see it a lot in eighth house people or some stuff that comes up with like eighth house transits or eighth house anything, especially coming back to how earthy you are. Like there's a lot of earth and there's a lot of like doing everything yourself. And then there's also this like this Leo Jupiter in the seventh is very loud in terms of being yourself in these relationships, Libra, a lot of Libra energy, thinking of these partnerships. I think eighth house is also permission to have people show up for you as much as you show up for them and not just have it all be on you. Eighth house is just, I think of just so much collaboration and merging because that's where we see all the resources start to merge and you can't merge just your resources when it is whatever you're merging, whether that's in relationships or with family stuff or real estate or whatever your career. So I think to just, I think the lesson a lot of the time in eighth house is being able to collaborate and work with others, but in this very fair way. And we know we've talked about a lot with Libra stuff. Fair isn't just means 50, 50. It might be like, you're working a fuck ton. So maybe if you are partnered, like help me with this thing or like, or I want to go back to school. Like this might be the time that you need to pick up this. So being able Mm -hmm. also to express where you need others to come support you, I think is very, a very eighth house lesson. And I also think, um, you may feel like, I don't want to say isolated, but not everybody has this kind of firsthand experience that you're having either. And so I think that you're, feeling maybe unrelatable in these things and other people being, I think maybe sometimes people's reaction to these topics and not being as comfortable and not finding it funny, being like, this is so serious. This is so, that's so wrong or something might make you feel like these are scarier topics than, than they are. But I think it is just that like, sorry, you're you're Saturn ruled, you know, I don't want to be like old, old soul, but that thing of like maturity and knowing, knowing the reality of things maybe before people. And so I think just also don't let that, um, don't let that scare you. Let that be a a thing that it's like, okay, it might take a little bit longer for me to have what I would call like peers in this space, but trust that you will get those peers and you will have people that can relate even if it's not immediate and, um, to find those people that you kind of can relate to about those things to help to help you make make you feel not like you are a weirdo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A great question. So curious where your Saturn is with this cap rising as well. well and all this we can, we can figure it out. I she think. said chart ruler in the sixth house. Oh, did she say that? Yeah. So you're young. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, we, like, we know that you? from the Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a second. Who the fuck is this person? You're immortal. That's what it is with this eighth house. Is this a young vampire? Like, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's that, too, of, like, if you're there, if you're there before your peers, like, that's a... Uh, a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways where it's, again, it's like, uh, this is a really, I think, healthy, healthy thing to bolster the way that you live the rest of your life and i think again that's he- that's heavy that's not that's not without its without its burden certainly and i'm not saying that you know dealing with loss is a blessing or anything like mm-hmm. that but i think that i'm speaking more to the assisted living work i think that it's like knowing that so many people have to wait until there is something catastrophic and they are confronted in a way that they absolutely had no choice in or that they were not prepared for or that they have been putting off in some way. They've been not living their life in a way that is in, in alignment with who they are or whatever. And 
it sounds like you already are doing that and it comes with this kind of weight to it. But that also to me says that you probably are going to be having a better time, better time just with a lot of things uh, mm-hmm. too. So I think that that is, again, isolating, sure, but beneficial long-term, you got three, you're a triple earth sign. That's, <laughs> remember that, the ball, the long-term benefits. Yeah. Cool. Right. right. House is dope. Yeah. Makes sense you're into astrology because I think, sorry, last thing, I feel like eighth houses can go so deep. So I think also, like, even though there's such a air Libra energy, it might feel like you guys just want to talk about nothing. <laughs> like, let's go more into it. So, you know, eighth house problems. Yeah. Wanting to dive a little deeper and get into the meat. All right. This next question is great. Um, we've got some we've got some fuck Mary kills from Love it. listener listener submitted fuck Mary kills. Um, the first fuck Mary kill is your big three. Oh my god. Well, oh. <laughs> my big three is Taurus rising, Cancer moon, and Taurus sun. And I am married to a Taurus rising, so I feel like that already inherently bestowed we've figured Mm -hmm. that i would marry the taurus rising Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. now it's just between the cancer moon and the taurus sun and i think i'm gonna fuck the taurus sun and kill the cancer moon okay i know it's a like place people it's right in its domicile i mean you know i get it but it's just not it's just not working out these days. It's <laughs> <laughs> been spending a lot of time crying these days, and we're ready not to. Hell you're, yeah. You're fucking and marrying the Taurus yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's right, Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've talked at length. It's always the right choice to not fuck a cancer <laughs> when you can't. When you can. When you can avoid. True. Smash. True. You already know who I'm killing for my big three. So that's all right. Here we go. Lay it on us. Well, I killing the rising is like trippy because I like where everything is. Like I do like where my rising makes everything fall. However, I mean, I'm I'm uh, marrying a Taurus son, obviously. Like, like solid. I would marry me in a heartbeat, which is uh, well, we all would. To, yeah. Well, I, it's like I'm pretty easy to cohabitate with. I'm gonna text you like, do you need anything while you're out? Like, I'm, I'm a catch, okay. But the Aries Moon, like, let's fuck, duh. Yeah, like yeah, that's like yeah. so too obvious. So like Cancer Rising just feels like that's gotta go. When I see baby pictures of me, I'm like, she looks sad. I think of that <laughs> I can just see it. Like it's too. Yeah, it can go. It can go. Yeah. I have also cancer Mars. I'm already. It's already the cancer still present. But then what happens? Do I get moved to the next? Do I become a Leo rising? Leo rising is not bad. Yeah, for sure. Murder the cancer rising. In yeah, my big three. All and right. I do love being a cancer rising. This is a game, you guys. You y'all. You get it. it. You, get, you it. get it. Okay, I think I'm also gonna kill my rising whoa wow i yeah i think the libra i mean that's kind of that's kind of like fun in a way i just feel like in this 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm like. It's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to go. All right. You have no other choice. I, yeah. I'm like, I, some, someone's got to die. And mm-hmm. the Libra probably it's, volunteered. Yeah. It's the oh. only, <laughs> I will say this. I am a little scared because it is one of the only air placements in my chart. But I also feel like that is the thing. There is giving like Sag this, more air. It's this. No, yeah, that's what, I'm like, that's what I mean. I'm like, I don't know if it's helping. I don't know what it's doing. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck my Sag son, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna marry Cat Moon. I think that's a great choice too. How nice to marry your Moon sign, huh? Yeah, I don't like mine very much, but I do. It's just in certain ways. What ma- what makes what a what's sef- separating the fuck and marry? Like, what's making the Cat Moon move to marriage material? I think. I just think I could never, I could never marry the Sag. Like that's not, that's not the, that's not the essence. It would be against yeah. the, it would be philosophically. Against their will, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just like not, it's like, that's where it wants to be. Again, I'm just like trying to put the placements where they really want to like shine. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, and I'm like, Cat Moon, Cat Moon wants to get, is marriage material. Cat Moon is, is, you know, dependable, mm-hmm. responsible, not, not a bad fuck, but also that's a consistent, <laughs> that's a consistent long-term, you know, yeah. Ooh, that's a good question if any of these big threes are bad fucks. <laughs> <laughs> who's the, who's the bad fuck? I mean, I'm just know. expanding think... out to be on our big threes. I'm like, what is like a bad fuck placement? They're out there. There's a lot of them. Join our Patreon and write dated all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon and sound and off. Shout and out. we'll talk about it. You can out who's been a bad fuck and their and their signs. And I was actually looking up X's charts the other day, um, as it happens, cancer season right now. And I've dated so many mer- natal mercury retrograde people that I'm like, mm. you suck. Not you suck. I, I, there's other people that might have this place and it's fine, but I'm like, Oh, this is why you could not the the, the communication block. I'm just mm-hmm. learning. I'm just learning. I just yeah. learned some things. A lot of cat Mars placements mm. opposite my Mars. I was just, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the, the proof's in the fucking pudding when you're looking at these charts. Anyways, yeah. I love it. Well, we're not done. I know it's like there's we're not done. Fuck, there's gotta, next, we go. there's three more okay. to go. Next fuck Mary Kill. Twelfth house stellium, eighth house stellium, sixth house stellium. Wow. So this is built into my natal chart. I know. Yeah, I'm like, would I want to give it up? I don't think so. I think I'll kill the sixth. Um, <laughs> just I already have the devil I know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I'll marry the eighth and fuck the twelfth. I know it seems yeah counterintuitive, kind of. This but... seems very aligned. This, no, like, makes sense. No, the eighth. Marrying the eighth is again, I think philosophically what the eighth is is also calling for in the mergers, in the in you would the think it's resources. Fuck, but it is more merry. And I think that Yeah, I, and it, I do I feel like six is very marryable. It's just I just can't do it because I mm-hmm. it's I think it's a lot for me to do. I have Pluto in the six and I just I I mm-hmm. don't want to move another you know, yeah, two more planets over there. And then yeah, I think it's just for <laughs> me, it's gonna be uh yeah it's gonna have to be marrying the eighth i do feel like mar- it's that merging right marriage mm-hmm. it's very eighth house yeah. mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. then 12th is just the endless pl- 
pleasure you know it can be Mm -hmm. or you know it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be but (laughs) sometimes we make it that way yeah well i am literally married to a six house stellium whoa and i don't know <laughs> like if we're playing this game she's like and I, i'm killing him i'm pregnant and you know what not as, strong, not as strong not strong my days my days are packed um that's <laughs> that's always what they say no. in movies when they're giving birth right now they always yell they're at the husband like, yeah I you did this to me i think Every- it's such a funny like trope Everybody has said it's so funny because everybody has said that to to Steve to be like, just be prepared if she says something like that, like <laughs> she doesn't mean it. Whatever. I'm like, first of all, I'll mean it. Second of all, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it because it's so hack. Like, I was like, I have, I will, I know, I know for a fact that will not be. That will not be on my list of things to yell. So you could go more eighth and twelfth house and be like, you've generation yes. burdened me. No, but that's why I'm like, I'm trying to decide if I want to mix it up or if I want to be true mm. to well, the choices yeah. that I've made. Something you've experienced. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I do, you know, I do. What are we? Yeah. What are we? What are we getting? What's because I have a little I might have a six okay. south cluster with my cap with my cap clust. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you've been exp- like what are you, what are you feeling when you're feeling someone with the sixth house stone? When I'm feeling the six, to me, I feel like the days are very important. And as someone with Pisces in the sixth house, I could not feel more opposite. I'm like days. Ooh, interesting. I could, I could lose. I could lose days and not know. Wow. <laughs> like where did where did they go? I don't know. Who cares? It was a day. But I feel like days are very important in a six house cellium, how we're how we're planning, how we're filling our days, making sure that we are like mm-hmm. not wasting time and days and this kind of thing. Damn. Um feeling red. I'm liking this, though, which but I again, I like that because I need to be kept on the balance on the planet in that mm-hmm. way, too. I also have Neptune on the IC in that thing, too. So I can again, I like I can I can be gone forever. And be like, I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I think, I think I do need that that sixth house. Mm-hmm. But in this in in this spit now, I'm just having to decide eighth or twelve. Mm-hmm. I guess I will That's marry a the tough sixth. question. I mean, I know. I guess I will marry the sixth, and I need to be like, you know. I feel like either one of them would be fine being killed. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm like. The you know, I feel like 12th house. My gut's going fuck eighth, kill 12th. (laughs) Okay, I feel like it's right. And Mm -hmm. and, but only again because I'm like 12th, 12th will never. 12th is like i dare you to kill me i'll never fucking die (laughs) i'll come back at something else (laughs) see you next see you next time and that is maybe a cheat but Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i i always like love 12th house stellium people like i feel like when i meet them like you're weird i like you sorry it's so much usually near the rising too it's like very intimate and personal i don't 
like, hmm, I know all these beasts quite well, but I don't know where to invest in what. But I think I will marry a 12th house stellium. I can get down. Mars and Chiron oh, there. Yeah. Let's dissolve. Like, let's just lose. Let's lose our minds together. I think I'll. Did I say marry? I'm going to fuck. Actually, I'm going to switch that to a fuck. Okay. I think I will marry the sixth house stellium. I had a very, I had a positive Saturn return in this sixth house space. I do think while mine is ruled by Sag Jupiter, which is a little wild, a day can be different every day as well. So I, I like, I don't know. I think if we can get down with that, again, again, it depends on what sixth house stellium they have. I, I'll, I'll lock that down and I'll kill eighth house. Um, They'll be fine. It's just, they'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I really like, I'm like, All I of think them. there's a house stellium where I'd be like, no, like I'm scared of you. I think There's I'm just. Some. <laughs> They're out there. They're out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think like, that that's a yeah. I feel like first house would always I would, be harder to. Deal I would with. kill the second house very quick. <laughs> <laughs> you you can go. Um. All good right. one. We have two more. Two more. Yes. Okay. Fuck Mary. Kill Saturn Square Moon. Saturn conjunct moon, Saturn oh, wow. opposite moon. Okay. Killing okay. this Saturn opposite moon is my kill. I feel like okay. if you can pick a kill, it's not that hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I for me right now, oppositions have been really tough. And so I just feel like the emotional nature that I'm experiencing with my cancer moon and a Saturn opposition just right now, I'm just like, that just doesn't sound good to me. That sounds like uh someone inviting me out for soup on a hot day and no thanks mm-hmm. um and then i think i'm gonna fuck this saturn square moon because i feel like maybe i want to marry that i don't know mm. i think i want to marry the saturn square moon i feel like there are uh lessons and growth that come from mm-hmm. squares and so i feel like with that you're going to be constantly learning and it it, there might be pushback and it might be tough but i feel like you're gonna get something out of it and then i'm gonna i feel like saturn yeah saturn conjunct moon that's a good fuck i feel like it's it's emotional but it's also like i feel like you know the saturnian i'm thinking of like capricorn cancer like you know Mm -hmm. very it's just very like natural i don't know Mm -hmm. i think Maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but Saturn square moon is the best of these three. I think this is the prize puppy. I'm with you. Yeah, I think I agree. I also just have mortal enemies with their Saturn conjunct moon and Saturn opposite moon for two very different reasons. One is Saturn's really conjunct repression, like Mm -hmm. weighing the moon down. And then Saturn opposite moon is like the flakiness of. Yeah, see, I think the repression tetheredness. The repression to me speaks to good fucking possible. Yeah. Right. This can work. This yeah. all can work. Yeah. All can work. Depends what you need. But Saturn Square has the most like, if used wisely, there could be what you're saying. They like it's like make I'm making a hand symbol, which you can watch our video episodes on YouTube of like mm-hmm. a making of like a mountain form. It's like the tectonic plates pushing together. I think a square is always gonna be preferable because it will make you do something something yeah and i think Fuck that me already the whatever like i mean <laughs> I, yeah i think that is the i think that that's the right answer 
in my face. Mm. And I know people are like, what a square. It's like, yeah, baby, go, de- go a little deeper here. But I think, yeah, I think all could work. Yeah, it depends on these placements too, but it also depends on if we're talking about it as or a like transit signing. in our natal chart. I mean, those things. Yeah. I still think I would pick it that way. I feel like um, it's obviously all of those things can be overcome too, and they all have benefits to them. But mm-hmm. I can tell that, you know, you pick the, the tough placements and it wasn't like yes. sex tiles. You yes. Know? I, Saturn square moon to me feels like a chip on your shoulder, but in a motivating way, as opposed to an over dominating authority figure or a like that opposition as well i think opposition is definitely the one that's like "Mm, no thank you i don't want this is this is going to be chaotic in a way that's like not fun either way i'd like this to be removed Mm -hmm. so kill saturn opposite moon i agree too i think the conjunct moon that is like again we're not going to be necessarily going to be able to like get emotionally connected maybe maybe I don't want to rule that out, but I think that's definitely the fuck. And yeah, I'm I'm marrying Saturn square moon. That to me again is like a I'm you got big shoes to fill or whatever. You know, this is this is family power dynamics for sure, but that to me I think can can cause people to uh accomplish great things. And especially if we're talking about Saturn and Moon and and you know, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll definitely marry this the square Saturn square moon, just most I think best potential. I've also like have I'm also like like have married and fucked and killed and loved and been friends with like all of these combinations too. But I think I'll kill. I think I will kill the Saturn conjunct moon. Maybe I'm thinking of like many Aquarius moons and Saturn Aquarius people. I've encountered in these last few years where i'm like oh sweetie just get back to me later <laughs> like or like after whatever it is saturn needs to to go with you because there's something like i just grabbing my chest like there's something closed and i'll fuck a saturn opposite moon seems fun seems like a little like unprohibited as well like a little more open mm. um that's it that's the yeah. saturn's you know we like a saturn saturn in the bedroom in the mix can be quite helpful yeah. yeah, I like it too. And our final round, fuck Mary Kill podcast episode, YouTube episode, live show. Very <laughs> specific. Look, I'm uh, marrying the live show. I'm a right. live show girl. I that's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite way to see anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, even things I don't enjoy, like sports. I somehow managed to have a good time when I'm like, <laughs> live is fun. Yeah. So I'm marrying a live show, but that puts me in a tricky situation where I have to tell my listeners <laughs> how which they should one? consume this media when I know which one gets the most. Um, I am going to kill the podcast app. I feel Whoa. like it's not because wow. the podcast is bad. It's because the YouTube gives you more mm-hmm. and... Mm. You can also just use it as a podcast if you want. If you don't like, don't want to watch it, you can put it on on your TV and like clean your house like you normally do, and it can just be there. If you if Stevie is making a hand motion, you can kind of run into the other room and you know be like, oh, cool, like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's my. I'm gonna fuck the YouTube and I'm gonna marry the live show. 
and then, and then unfortunately killer to which faces exactly. which happens yeah. off, which does happen <laughs> yeah often. i've been like lisa i'm like no that's that's the other voice like oh i'm like <laughs> hmm. yeah that's okay. my pick and i also think you know i know you guys love the audio podcast so sorry <laughs> we still love you yeah you'd still get it with youtube so that's yeah. like a very valid yeah. very valid argument I had not thought that, and that's really changed my whole my whole uh, strategy on this. Yeah, same. I had a totally different answer until that. Yeah, and I feel like once again now this that is maybe the right answer because agreed. The live, the live is always the best. It's the most fun. Yeah, but now I, that I'm thinking like these two mediums are so similar now with the podcast and you. The and podcast the is like the OG though. There's something like mm-hmm. I do feel yeah, a loyalty. Yeah. Well, that's that I like, want to marry. I want to marry the podcast because I'm I like I'm mar- I already am married to the podcast. Like that, of course, I married the podcast. But, <laughs> but I like this point though that the YouTube is maybe I'm gonna marry YouTube. Fuck live show because I want live show to stay, spe- you know, special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. YouTube, like YouTube. Nighttime. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna fuck the live show. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna kill, kill the, podcast. the podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. If it was like gun to head right now, the execs at our podcast network, which is us, where like you can only do one, I'd be like, I, you probably YouTube. I think we are moving to a video, and you, yeah, you can still get the things. Yeah. I was gonna originally kill the live show only because I'm like, well, I'm not gonna kill the podcast as a right. you know concept. Yeah. Um, but now fuck it because this is like we're good. But, you can yeah, put your audio yeah. on it. Pro- less ads for now until it yeah. builds up. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Our YouTube is steadily we are a late launcher. We were bullied into doing it from Chris Brennan, which we appreciate. And we'll be, now you can, yeah, you can listen to it. So I I think I'm I'm a sames. I'm a merry YouTube, which I love also YouTube rocks as a app as a platform, as a platform, yeah. platform yeah. Cool. Period. YouTube rocks. Um I'll kill pods, the podcast format yeah. of the apps and things. Rest in peace, Stitcher. Uh, they're all like <laughs> rumbling away anyways. And um, yeah, fuck a live We're just show. reading so the fun. writing on the wall, you know? Yeah. Look, yeah, podcast <laughs> bubble has shifted, but I still think communicating in a video audio format will always live on, which yes. is YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Fucking we're bloggers, don't call us podcasters. And we're not going to actually do away with the podcast. Yeah, no, this is a game. <laughs> yeah. Reminder, this is a game. Nothing is actually being killed or fucked mm-hmm. or married. And, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. At yeah. What's Your Time Podcast. Pretty much on every platform besides Twitter because, you know, they're weird. And it's the only place that didn't allow us the same handle length. And that's <laughs> that's on Elon. That's really that was before Elon. But Twitter is the elephant's graveyard from... um lion king yeah twitter's like it's like what about that little dark area over there we don't go there so much yeah Mm -hmm. i think i still use twitter like how it was when i signed up in 20 or 2009 where i'm like this is my internal monologue and i don't know if that's how it's still being used but also remember when everyone's like goodbye twitter's ending and then we all stayed like what losers yes (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you can follow us there if you want. <laughs> if you want to see things reposted from Instagram, head to Twitter. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. What's up? I mean, it could go, you know, you don't want to completely. I like to still know what's going on. It's a great, new, great for, it was, 
I guess TikTok's now the new news source until it gets banned. Well, I'm just kidding. If that was a future prediction, mark my words here. here <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you did have that good future prediction about the um the well, airlines and stuff, yeah. and I've been scrubbing. If anyone has come across it recently, but I know Stradamus prediction. She said that she thought this summer that it was going to be travel trouble and airline stuff and there is like it's happening already and we haven't even had the mm-hmm. holiday weekend yet so did you yeah. guys see the tiktok this is an amazing note to probably end <laughs> the tiktok of this psychic that's been making the rounds who in february of this year predicted ocean gate no, no. i'll send you the link yes, first send. of all this psych this tiktok psychic she said okay i haven't watched any of her other work so and i don't remember the name i will find the link and put it in i'm writing this down now link tiktok psychic well she said okay i have a celebrity coming through and it's bill paxton so she was like bill paxton's here he's warning about a small craft vessel going to the titanic and not coming back whoa Whoa. and in february of this february 2023 okay wow wow is that very okay odd i like I mean, love how specific and thank odd you is also i love that bill paxton is the one to deliver this right he's like i will come forward and share this but then i'm like so he's psychic in this like other well i don't think time works like, like yeah that. i feel like I you're all knowing at some point once you're not like mm. not equate death with somebody's religion or whatever but it's just this kind of absorption Mm-hmm. that's my Ooh. opinion i i think it's okay. i think yeah and i think it's like not um like the few i think i don't think there's like future past whatever in mm. in the next realm in that way so i don't think it's like that i think it's more just like yeah mm-hmm. well that's the question is like when you die let's say there's a hypothetical space heaven whatever are you the age you died or can you be any age you want to be? I think age isn't real anymore. I You're think all like of it. I think none world. of it. I think none of it is is like bound to our 3D existence in that way where you would have to consider age, where you do have to consider time and mm-hmm. all of that. I think it's I think it's just consciousness existing. Damn. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope, that, was I hope. Eighth, that was eighth thousand stallion shit <laughs> to, to wrap it yeah. up. Um. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> well, join us on Yeah, join us on Patreon for submitting questions. We also have our Discord chat. We have our bonus yes. episodes every month, full moon and new moon. Um, and also we would love to, you know, depending on who's in there and what's happening, there might be other stuff happening in the future, but that's what's going on now. We love it over on Patreon and we'd love if you joined us. Um, yes. And thank you so much for listening on the podcast platform or YouTube. Again, subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube. You can see us and hear us. If you just want to hear us uh, continue on the podcast, but if you'd like a a more immersive experience, head over to YouTube. Yeah. Sometimes we'll share screen on charts or shit we want to share. So and yeah. you might, yeah, you just might want to see what the fuck we look like, what we're yeah. wearing, what's the vibe. Julie and I are matching today too. Yes, we yes. are. I didn't get the black tank memo. <sighs> well, well, I'm wearing the the tie dye shirt from when Julia fainted at the Grateful Dead. Oh and hell I, yeah! And I, and I bought the shirt from the stand. Yes, owner. The alien I was like, tie-dye. I felt like I needed to. I should have like bought payment. something from him. 
Well, I'm I have sure. his you tag. Were too, you were too passed out at that point. I know. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm like, that's your... I should have met. I should have uh, in like memorial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we were just looking for to get the the the, yes. the brain scan back, the blip on the radar. No, I'm, I'm like, you're like, may I may I pay you for your trouble? Yes. Like, buy a shirt. I'm like, I can do that. Like, um, hell yeah. So yeah, you can see this this shirt. I'll stand now. Oh, that's cool. Big grateful yes. dead alien tie-dye. Um perfect comfort. Drop sleeve. We love. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, this is a good time, Ryan. We have some fresh hats on our merch store. Those also the, all the links will be where you expect to find links. Show notes. Yeah. Social bios. Get get cute for the summer. All yeah. right. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign? Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.